Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the You Are Not Too Busy podcast. I'm your host, Noam Raider, and I'm so happy that you're here. I don't know if you can tell, but I ever so slightly lost my voice this week. And it's actually kind of funny because I had no idea until my friend Araste pointed out. Um, and we'll get back to her in a minute. Don't you worry. But we were just on a walk and she's like, oh, did you lose your voice? And I'm like, oh my God, I did. I literally didn't even notice. That's how you know I've gone too long not talking to anyone. But that's besides the point. Um, I don't even know how I lost it. I mean, last weekend, I went on my annual residence retreat. So with all the co-residents from my program, um, and like we were having lots of fun. I guess I was like singing. (laughs) I don't know. But anyways, this is my voice now. Take it or leave it. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I think it's a little bit weird that it's the end of March and like we're just now having snowstorms in Toronto. So my seasonal uh, blues are really needing a little kick of sunshine and they're waiting a little bit too long to get it. But other than that, I'm doing well. Um, I have lots of really fun travel coming up, which that just reminded me of that. So I'm really hanging on to that. I'm going to Costa Rica in a month and I'm so excited. I haven't really spoken to you guys about it too much, but I'm going alone, technically, but I'm going on a yoga and surf retreat. So I'll be with other people there, staying in a villa with a group of people, but I am going alone. So two new things for me. I mean, you guys know I've traveled alone, but never on that kind of scale. Like I've done a few days in different cities by myself, but never like a full trip start to finish alone. So that's really exciting. Um, And I've also never done any sort of retreat. Um, I do yoga here and there. I'm definitely not like a huge, incredible yogi, uh, but maybe I will be after this trip. And I've also never gone surfing and I'm honestly pretty terrified of it, but I'm going to push through and do it anyways, because if I'm going to Costa Rica, I need to surf. But yeah, that's in like a month, which is crazy. So excited. Um, And then literally today, today, like a few minutes ago, I just booked a trip to Spain with two of my friends and I'm so excited. I've always wanted to go. Um, so we're going for like 10 days in June. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be right after my 25th birthday. So anyways, lots of good things happening, but otherwise like just been working. I finished up my palliative care rotation. Now I'm on a psychiatry rotation. Um, if you guys have been around since pre-residency when I was in med school, you know that I for a while was debating between family medicine and psychiatry for residency. I ended up going with family medicine still very happy with my choice. There's so much psychiatry in family medicine. And I think I realized the part of psychiatry that I was really passionate about was a bit more from the preventative lens and the kind of integrating more of a holistic approach versus psychiatrists are incredible experts at psychiatric medications. Um, And although I want to have great knowledge on that, that's not kind of the main thing I'd want to focus on. So I I wanted the more long-term follow-up with patients. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent. Either way, really been enjoying my psychiatry rotation, learning a lot, um, difficult things to deal with sometimes, um, difficult situations with patients, but it's kind of crazy how people in medicine, I don't know if anyone here is from the medical field in any profession or whatever, but like at the ripe age of 24 years old, I have encountered so many difficult situations in a peripheral sense, in the sense of like hearing other people's stories and helping them through that without actually experiencing it myself. And I think we don't often stop and realize like how that might take a toll or shape you kind of as a person. Like you really are just invited into these most vulnerable moments of people's lives. And 
it it also sometimes kind of scares me when I I kind of just bounce back into regular day, you know, like if you're in healthcare, you know, the kind of trope of like, oh, you know, just like saw the inside of someone's brain and then going to go on my lunch break and watch some TikToks. Like you just kind of switch it off. And I think you have to, to a degree to like protect your mental sanity. But I think it's also so important at times to just kind of reflect on how crazy that really is and what an insane privilege, but also difficult thing to do. But that can be a whole other conversation. I feel like I see that so often on this podcast. I like start talking about something and I'm like, um, I could talk about this for hours. Let's put a thought, a pause to my thought right here. But anyways, yeah, just been balancing life and we'll get a little bit more into that in a little bit with our guest episode. But things have been good. Things have been good. Let's introduce our guest because I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation. It's something you guys have requested for me to talk about on the podcast for so long. Um, and it's such a convoluted, not convoluted, but it's a very lengthy topic. And I didn't really know how to cover it in one episode. So I thought it would be best to bring on a friend who is also in the same boat so we can just kind of chat through it, bounce ideas off each other and see where the conversation goes. So today we'll be talking all things content creation and social media, your most asked questions, how to get started, what to do in your creative rut, um, what it's really like, what are what the pros, the cons are, you know, all that good tea. So my friend Araste, or you might know her as at her healthful at um, on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, she came on, we chatted. It's a great conversation. Lots of good nuggets to take away from there, whether you want to go into content creation or you're just curious about the world or honestly just about like starting something new and kind of saying F it and going for what you're passionate about. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation and I'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody. Welcome Araste to the podcast. Hi, everyone. So great to be here. It's your second time on. How do you feel? I was literally thinking today, the last time we recorded, you weren't living in my building. And we went to like the like media room. Where was I living? I don't know where you were living, but you just came over and I was like, oh, we have a media room. We can go there. And it was like so random. But yeah, you weren't living here. And now oh, it's like. You're right. Yeah. I guess it was. changed. Yeah. I just came downstairs to come to your place. It's like so convenient. I didn't even consider that. For background, um, we live in the same apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> I followed her here. It's fine. You know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. Um, So let's start with an elevator pitch. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Araste, and you might know me as Her Healthful on Instagram. Um, Me and Noma actually met on Instagram like two two years ago, probably. I feel like more. COVID. So like maybe three. Over three then. Yeah, yeah. So quite a long time ago. Um, we did like a workout class together. So I'm telling you, we still go there all the time. That's kind of cute. No, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> for a selfie, it's like awful, but you know, memories. Um, so so yeah, funny. I'm a PhD student in my last semester, which is crazy because I've been a student my whole life. And I'm sure you relate in terms of being a student. Um, but yeah, I'm in psychology. So I, you know, I'm really interested in like, Kind of all the things we go through i'm very like self-reflective and introspective so i share a lot about that on my platform and my podcast um and yeah i'm just another 20 year old girl who's trying to figure out 
what I'm doing basically every week. Um, this year's a big year of change, but yeah, I love the podcast and like conversations like this where you kind of realize people are going through the same thing as you. I just pulled up the date of our last podcast episode because I was curious and it was in December of 2021. So over a year ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, that episode, we talked all things, how to enjoy your 20s and just like what that means navigating this phase of your life. And I feel like it's also interesting because we have so many things in common in terms of like doing content and school and whatever. But also, you're—I always forget that you're three years older than me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like we <laughs> both before, like, oh, like since I have a December birthday and you're in um, May, it's like two and a half years. But still, it's like I don't know. I have people who are your like my age, but they seem so much older than me for some reason. Yeah, no, like, I feel like age really means nothing when you yeah, get to your twenties. Or there's like people who are yeah, like Jaya. She's younger than us, and she has like an old soul. So. It, yeah. like, really differentiates between your personality. But I think in your 20s, like, I have friends who are, like, 29, 21. Like, it's just, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. No, it really doesn't. And I think that's kind of part of it in terms of, like, there is no set path and, like, no timeline that you need to follow. But yeah. anyways, we can go down this path for hours. <laughs> for sure. If you want to listen to that, I think – I'm trying to remember what we spoke about, but I think, like, burnout, friendships, all that good stuff, you can go listen to that podcast from December 2021. You'll have to scroll down a little bit. But today we're going to talk all things social media and content creation because, as we mentioned, that's how we met. And I feel like although we've built a friendship outside of that now, it's still, like, something we obviously, like, do a lot together, go to events together, content together – etc. And it's honestly something I get questions about all the time. And I feel like I need more of a medium to like go in depth into it. Because like, on a surface level, someone's like, Oh, I want to start doing content. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, post more like be yourself. And like, that's not really helpful advice. So hopefully we can actually delve into it. I got some questions on stories on a question box. And we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's just start with kind of an overarching question. But what made you want to start doing social media and is that still what drives you to do it today? Um, very different goals that I have from when I first started to when I'm what I'm doing right now. I think we are both sort of in the same lane of like entering our healthy girl era and trying this like wellness thing. Um, and I honestly started my page because I wanted to just like document my healthy food and my recipes. And I was like, Ooh, I like making food look good and like trying different um, ingredients like almond flour and stuff to make recipes. So for me, it was like kind of like an accountability thing, but also wanted to inspire other people. And I think in that era, there were so many like recipe girlies and we were all just like doing this. And that's kind of like how we met as well and connected. So I didn't expect it to grow. I didn't expect like any sort of um, career, even though it's like more of a side thing to come from this. And now I, I do less recipes and think that health is like more than just what you eat and how you move. It's like a lot more than that. And it like encompasses your mental health and your friendships and all of that. So different goals. And it ne never was like, like my purpose to be like, oh, I want to get so many followers and like grow and be a big page. Like that was never my starting goal. It was just like, oh, I just want to try this and, you know, maybe take some pictures. There were no reels back then. It was really simple. Yeah. It was just like, okay, post, okay, DM somebody to meet up for, you know, a workout class or something. So a lot has changed, but I still love what I do. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like it changed not only in terms of like what I guess the goal of it is, because obviously like at one point 
as bad or good as it sounds like a one point a business perspective comes into it when you start using it as either your part-time job or your full-time job whatever that might be but also just in the type of content and how much that changed and then like the third part is also how much like the platforms have changed like just the way that social media was like I guess like built when we started in like 2019 yeah. 2020-ish mm-hmm. um it was just, like, not for virality and, like, exponential growth. Like, people would grow by doing, like, shout-outs on their stories. Do you, you remember those? Bring, like, 20 followers. And you'd be like, oh, week, my God. Like, oh, my gosh. And then you'd lose one follower and be like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. And now people grow, like, thousands of followers in a week. And it's just – it's changed so much. Yeah. And I think also, like, it, in a way, it was harder and easier to gain following because, like, it was hard in the sense that it was hard to, like, get people to find your content. Yeah. But I found like once they did, people were more likely to follow because now it's like so saturated and there's so many creators that people don't want to just like follow everyone who like might have like a nice page or whatever. But like I remember with things like shout outs or if like someone bigger like tagged reposted your story, you'd suddenly get like 500 followers and now you'd get like three. Like that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like it's it's such a different landscape. And then of course like videos and TikTok and multiple platforms and podcasts like – I no. swear I made like a spam account on TikTok just to like watch other ones. I refused I to start a TikTok anything. for yeah. so long. I thought it was just dancing <laughs> videos. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I know. I, I think I only started like a year after yeah. it was like becoming a thing for yeah, people. Yeah. Like, still I, during refused. COVID. I remember a lot of people started in COVID, like on TikTok. Yeah, I think I started like September. Yeah, but even year. those videos were so simple. We were oh my God, yeah. Cut. We weren't using no. anything. We were recording in TikTok. <laughs> And they were, like, looked like they were shot in a potato. Like, it didn't matter the quality at yeah. all. No 4K, like, nothing. Yeah, that's such a good point. It was so much easier at the time, which was, like... But it would still do well. I know. It was so weird. It was but just, like, lip singing. not do well today. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Man, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, let's get to the next question. Because, sure. again, we can go on this for, for hours. But I thought this was an interesting question. Someone asked, should I use my personal account or create a new account if they want to start social media? So this is interesting because like on my personal account, I was posting like my morning oatmeal, like on my stories or just like posting my meals, like when I didn't start my other page. And the one thing that was holding me back was like not thinking of a name for my other page. And that was my excuse. I was like, well, I can't start this page because I don't know what I'm going (laughs) to name it. And then my boyfriend, um, James, he was like, why are you posting your food like on your personal? Like every day I was like constantly sharing because I just, I don't know, I just wanted to share it. And he's like, you need to make another page. Like, just stop making an excuse of a name. You need to start another page and have people who are actually interested follow you. Um, and I think one barrier to a lot of people is them thinking about, well, what are my friends going to think when, you know, I post this other content? And if that's something that's kind of stopping you, then posting different content on your personal page might just be difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to care what your friends think and like have that stop you but it might just be nice to have that separation and have like a blank slate where you're like okay this is going to be for whatever content like my fashion content or whatever um i think it helped with the separation i barely go on my personal page now and it's just nice to like not think about what that person you knew from grade eight is like thinking when they see your content like i just didn't need that in my Mm -hmm. my bandwidth like not that it really matters to me i just was like clean slate let's do it so my advice would be to start a different page. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I think, to essentially to all of that. But I thought it was interesting because I have a friend who was thinking of starting content creation and asked me, like, what, what do I think about this question? 
And I feel like my journal approach to life is like, don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. But my answer to this like is the same as yours in the sense of like, if that's what's stopping you, then just start a new page. Like if you don't care and you shouldn't care, then use your page. That's totally fine. And I think what you also mentioned about like a niche is interesting because it's like, if you're going to create content that's super niche, it might make more sense to start a new page. Like not even just wellness content, but let's say you want to do like knitting, you knit and you want to like share your knitting. Like you can totally do that on your page too. But if you make a new page and like call it something about knitting and you want a community that really cares about knitting, that might make more sense. But if you're going for more so lifestyle content or fashion content and you're already kind of posting that anyways like just go for it especially if you like have like a small baseline following it can help but really I don't think there's a right or wrong answer I think just like whatever's gonna get you to do it Mm -hmm. 100% mentally whatever's blocking you if it means making a new page make the new page yeah I agree and then kind of along these lines do you have any other tips on how to get started um so I think for me, I was saying one barrier was the name, but you can always change the username after. Like mm-hmm. you've changed your username so many so times. times. <laughs> like that shouldn't be something that's like stopping you, even though it's like a big part of your your identity. I guess it's it's easy to change it, so don't let that stop you. Um, I would say grab from people who inspire you. Like like you must be already following content creators that are you know inspiring you to start a page, right? So. Um, what do you love about their pages and kind of think about that in terms of not only your aesthetic, but like, what meaning do you want to bring to your followers? Like, it can't just be your sole purpose to be like, well, I just want to grow followers and get brands to send me things like all the superficial things because people are going to see through that. And also that's not going to push you on the days where you don't feel like making content. Um, so I would say like, really think about kind of your why and really have that in your mind because on the really hard days that's going to keep pushing you um and don't be afraid to like i don't know put yourself out there like have times where you share about yourself to um your followers even if it's only 100 even if it's only like a few people i think getting your personality to shine and also just showing people that there's a person behind the page it adds so much value Um, and the more you do it, the more you practice, like the easier it becomes. Um, and lastly, I would say to not be afraid to connect with other creators, even if, you know, it's scary to DM them, like me and Noam, like if we didn't connect, like we would not be sitting here today. And I think we've helped each other a lot, even in terms of our content. Like when we have things we want to vent about to each other, I'm not going to go vent to my friend who's not a content creator. That's just not going to make sense. So you can help each other out. You can take content with each other. Like it just becomes more fun that way. And I think a lot of people lose that fun nature of social media mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I have to post today. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't have to post today. Like that just feels like a chore now. Um, so yeah, you obviously want to be consistent at the start. Like I think that's really important, but not to a point where you're like, I'm not enjoying this anymore and I'm miserable. Because I have lost sight of that a lot where I force myself to post and then I'm those posts never do well either. Oh my god, never. You know, like, right away. Never do well. And I feel like not always, but like sometimes I feel like I know when other people did the yeah. same thing of like force themselves to like throw a photo of them together or yeah. like throw a reel together. And I still find myself catching wait, what? <laughs> I still find myself doing that. I don't know what just happened in my brain. But I think that's all a really great point. And I guess like that kind of brings up another huge part of it, which, or at least what we think is a huge part of it, but connecting with people on social Mm -hmm. media. And I feel like 
in general, like just making friends in your 20s. And I think it's like the kind of thing where I often see people give the advice of like, oh, use social media to make friends. But then I always get responses back being like, but I am not a content creator and like, I don't want to be one. And like, how do I do that? So I think like in general, kind of like a tangential conversation, but like, what's your approach? If like you think someone's cool and you like have a friend crush and want to be friends, like how do you hit them up? Honestly, I think if you asked me like a few years ago, I'd be like, oh, like I, I wouldn't say anything. I would, just, you know, I'd be <laughs> just like, wait. shoot, I wish I could be their friend. I'd be like, never see them again. But now I'm just like, like, why not just like compliment them? I feel like the easiest thing you can do is compliment when you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be like, hi to somebody, you know, that's just like, it's awkward at first. But if you just like, I don't know, like their shoes, like their hairstyle, something that is such a good icebreaker. You've already like put a smile on their face. And then, you know, if you ask them where their talk was from and they say Zara, then you have a conversation about that. Like it can then go from a really superficial thing to like, you know, can we grab coffee? Or like, do you come to this workout class often? Like anything that kind of connects you, I say F it. Like just just go up to them. It's yeah. like the hardest thing you can do, but just not thinking and being like, you know what? Like it's now or never. I think you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like two approaches to it. Like one is like if there's someone who like you guys kind of like DM back and forth, like, oh, like I love your shoes. Where are they from? Yeah, Haha, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you can just one day be like, would you want to get coffee one day? You know, just like hit it up. But someone who like you don't know at all. um, I've also like I've gotten messages from people who like follow me just being like, I think we'd be really great friends. Like, do you want to get coffee? And like to in the most like frank way, it's like when I can usually like either have an open profile or have like some info in their bio. And like, I know like Mm -hmm. how old they are. They're from Toronto. They're studying X, Y, Z. They do this, this, that. I'm like, oh, like we already have something in common it looks like we would vibe sure why not like a hundred percent so i mean you can also just take that approach just being like honestly want to get coffee or like i remember someone damn me once being like do you want to come to this event with me i got an extra ticket like you can there's so many ways to just like spark up that conversation and another good one i heard i think i forget i forget what podcast it was on but someone was like if someone's like out for dinner at a restaurant you want to try being like oh my god i've been dying to try it mm. and they'll be like okay i was so good and be like if you want to go back i'd love to go sometime you know like it's kind of yeah, like yeah, flirting yeah. it's yeah, cute yeah, exactly. it's fun <laughs> you have to be creative like a little bit a little bit but i think i don't know you can use social media to your advantage but again like i think one thing about making friendships in your 20s that you have to do if you like are like i don't know where to make friends and i don't know how to make friends it's like you have to get out of your house. You just like have to do things. You yeah. have to like go to a favorite coffee shop or like go to a workout class, like something that you obviously love because there's going to be other people there who love it as well. And the more you do things, the more opportunities there is for you to like come across people. Eventually you're going to keep seeing the same people over and over again. And that's already an excuse for you to say, Hey, or be like, Oh, I've noticed you come here a lot. And that's just like a good icebreaker. Yeah. No, 100%. It's like social media is an extension of reality at this point, yeah. which is like so weird. But it's like your niches in real life are like maybe the places like you freak yeah. out, whatever, and then you have like your niche on social media. Exactly. Because like I feel like when we were younger, we met friends in school. I know. And if you're not in school anymore, you're just like, well, I like, where do I meet friends now? And you have such a wider possibility of people to interact with, which yeah. is like we've all been there where we have friends just by circumstance because like they were sitting beside you in class. Yeah, or like yeah. your school had only like so many people. Yeah. And like those are friends you usually drift from. But now when you actually like it's it's a little weird. And I think especially when you get into the whole idea of like parasocial relationships mm-hmm. where you like know a ton about a person who knows nothing about you. Yeah. But like I think it works 
it kind of works best if you're both in content creation or just like if you're open on social media without it like being your job like I have tons of friends who don't like do social media but post on it and like share their life yeah and like that way you like you already know things about a person and you kind of know if you're going to vibe or not. So it's it's kind of like my view on dating apps. Like I feel like at first they were so taboo when mm-hmm. I was younger and they just started. Like it was just hookup culture and whatever. Yeah. But now it's like they exist. They're out there. You may as well utilize them. And like that's really the same with social media. It's kind of like a big yeah, friendship app. <laughs> yeah, like both things, like they can have um, their ups and downs. And I also think I'm just remembering there was like, a few wellness events that went on and I remember when I was like a panelist and literally one of my followers was like I came like all the way here because I like you know wanted to hear you speak whatever and then we ended up like grabbing coffee just because she came to that wellness event and it was like nice to first meet somebody in person and Mm -hmm. like you see what the vibe is and then you're like yeah of course we can like grab coffee another day so I think like you know keep your eye out for wellness events and things like that where you might connect with people like me and Noam really wanted to throw one. So watch oh, out for in that the works. in the future. Like, um, yeah, I just, to make it happen. Yeah, we actually do. But anything where you even have a bit of a passion for, you're going to see people who there who are also like-minded. Yeah. I think that's like a really interesting thing I'm seeing popping up more is like we obviously know about like PR events and you see like mm-hmm. content creators going to those. But I'm seeing more and more events like for just like the general public yeah. but are essentially like the same thing as going to a PR event. Like yeah. it's like a lunch or an activity or a workout class. And like that's such a fun way to get to know people. And they're usually like relatively affordable for like mm-hmm. what you're getting. So definitely like keep an eye out for those in your city from like people like content creators you follow who might be hosting things like that. Mm-hmm. Um because I feel like especially over the past few years, like, yes, yeah, social media is great for meeting people, but, like, nothing's going to compare it to, like, like you're saying at your event, like, mm-hmm. actually meeting someone and, like, getting to know their vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're talking about lots of things we love about social media, but talking about some things that you <laughs> don't like so much. Um, where do I begin? I – That's not a good start. <laughs> no, I know. Because I'm just, like – I think in the past few days I've been, like – not really trying to go on social media because like sometimes you're in a phase where you're like if i open the app it's gonna make me feel shittier yeah like for example right now i'm on a period i already feel shitty about myself if i open the app it's not gonna make me feel better yeah so i think there's comparison a huge one mm-hmm. and it depends on your mindset sometimes the same post will make me feel like inspired or i compare myself to the person or the content so i think mindset really makes a difference in terms of how you're feeling when you open the app um, so comparison's a big one. Sometimes you think, you know, your content's not as good enough as the other person or like you feel like everything's been done. So what's the point of even posting? Um, and or like, why didn't I get invited to that event or get stuff like it just there's so many layers of comparison, I think. Um, and then another one, and that's another thing that I don't like is the frequency at which you have to post to like, I guess, stay relevant mm-hmm. or just I don't know, have the algorithm pick up on your content. I think if social media isn't your full-time job, that's really, really hard. Yeah. And it's not either of our full-time jobs. And like, I think when we first started out and, you know, some of it was the pandemic, we did have a lot more time. Oh, and for maybe sure. I did post like five times a week or whatever it was. But now I'm just like, if I post three times a week, I'm like, you know what? That was, that was all I could do this week. Like I'm mm-hmm. a full-time student. So the frequency can be a lot. It's honestly like can be the amount of work as a full-time job. I think it's just very time consuming. I wouldn't say it's like very difficult work, but it is time consuming. Um, And what else? I think just phone addiction is real. Like, I don't think we're meant to be on screens all day. And I feel um, 
screen time and just like always constantly being on your phone is not good for my mental health. Um, what else? Can you think of any that I haven't mentioned yet? I'm, not, I'm sure there is way more, but um, those are all good trends, ones. Like having to like follow a trend just to like, you know, like the goal of getting views or like viral or anything. I just, I just want content to actually be meaningful versus like mm -hmm. following a trend. And you can like put those two together where you're sending out your message with a trend. But I feel like a lot of it can be so superficial and so saturated, like seeing the same thing over and over again. You're like, do I want to be one of that repeated content? Like, yeah, you are going to be repeated content no matter what. I just I think it's a mindset thing. Sometimes I'm so OK with like doing a trend and having my own creative take on it because I don't think you can avoid that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, lots of really great points you brought up. I'll try to remember them as we kind of yeah, go sorry, through I was them. Just like, where do I begin? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think like the first one is for sure the time that like it takes and the time they end up spending on screens. And like that leads to, yes, like being on screens is like bad for like your physical health, but also just like comparison and mental health and all that stuff that comes with social media. Although I will say, I feel like maybe it depends the space of social media that you're on, but like, yeah. I feel like most people I follow on like the I guess like I think of it as my only account now but like when I created a new account are more so in the wellness, wellness. and mental health yeah, space yeah. so it's like a lot more positive I versus agree. like I found going on social media when it was everyone I knew from like high school and middle school and all of that like on my other account which I still have and I never go on but I almost find that that's like worse because then I'm like looking so at like people I know or people that like I didn't really like from high school or like an ex-boyfriend and like what are they doing whatever and now I just like don't scroll as much because like all my friends like anyone who I'm actually close with I obviously follow from your other account yeah, yeah. like on both accounts yeah. so I know everything Same. they're doing yeah. like anyone I actually care about and then any of my friends who are through social media will also like pop up at the top mm -hmm. of my feed. Mm -hmm. But I don't scroll as much unless I'm like scrolling for inspiration yeah. to create content, yeah. which can also be a slippery slope for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so like I think it depends, like especially if you're going to content for like the right reasons to create like positive and meaningful content. It doesn't necessarily have to be toxic, but like of course it always yeah. – there's always the times where it ends up being and like – I think what you mentioned about like the headspace you're in and the content you see is like so huge because mm -hmm. sometimes I can scroll and just be like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so inspiring. So I did content other times, like everything I do sucks. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just not going <laughs> to post anything. Yeah. And I think like the other thing you mentioned that I totally relate to is like comparing yourself to people who are doing it full time mm -hmm. and like how are they creating like a new video every day and tons of stories and like their stories look so good and aesthetic and mine are like a quick snap yeah. of my coffee <laughs> as I run out the door yeah. and they're growing so much faster and etc. Um, and then I remind myself like I'm doing this as like a part-time job if that like yeah. if not and even it wasn't like even the goal at first. No for sure and like one like anything that uh, any like opportunities I can have through social media anyone I can connect with like already that's a win because mm -hmm. like I could have none of it like yeah. it's not my full-time job and like that already is great but also like it's not all that matters like we see people all the time who like post a ton go super viral and then like and then what yeah. you know yeah. and then what but I feel like creating like a community more slowly over time like we've been doing it for like three years now which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy and there's people I know who've been doing it for a month and have more followers than I do, you know? It's like, like engagement. Like how much do your followers actually care about you? Yeah. Or are they just hitting follow and then they just don't even remember who you are? Because I feel like on TikTok, I follow a lot of people when I see one video. Yeah. And I just forget about that person. And I think it's also like what value are you bringing with your content? Like if you're creating that much content every day, like yes, if you are doing it full time, maybe you have more 
energy and time Mm. to think of more concepts and creatively. But like at the end of the day, like I'd rather create less less content that's more valuable than just like more content that's just like meaningless and like following trends. But like it's definitely like a slippery slope mindset to get into. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about before about like making content when you're forcing yourself. That's when I feel like it's the least meaningful for me. And I'm just posting because I'm seeing how much other people are posting. And I'm like, well, I got to keep up. Mm -hmm. So let me just put together a reel or a post or something. And then I'm like, I post it, whatever, and doesn't do well, like we talked about. But it's easy to get lost in that and feel like you're somewhat of in a race. And you're like, well, I got to keep up. And of course, you got to be consistent. But I don't know. I think not being full time is also just like really interesting because we have a whole other side of our life that then informs our content and adds mm-hmm. to our content that like in no other way could other content creators do that unless they're obviously like um also a doctor or a phd student so i think it just like makes things more interesting yeah and i think it also like really helps with the whole comparison game mm-hmm. and like letting numbers get to you because i think like and maybe this is just like me and my personal flaws but like if i was doing a full time and like not only was i relying on it for income but also like and the how many people like my video or watch my video will like depend how well I'm doing in my career. But so much of social media at the end of the day is based on like physical appearance. Like I we can't deny it. Like I feel like that would really mess with my head personally. But yeah. now I'm like, oh, my video didn't do well or oh, I didn't get invited to that event or like I didn't get that many like brand deals this month. But like I have a whole other career and not only financially, but like I have a whole other set of like personal attributes or values that like mm-hmm. Even if social media went away tomorrow, like my life wouldn't be over. Yeah. And it can go away at any point. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's hard to say that numbers don't matter because they do. Mm -hmm. And so if it's your full-time job, then it's like your numbers are like kind of your performance of a job. And then it would make it really difficult if you're like, well, if you are your page, then you're just like, then you can start picking at yourself and you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing well. So it's slippery um there's a lot of negatives that can come with social media for sure but a lot of it has to do with like balancing it out and you know not being on it too much like you said i don't really scroll and having maybe um limits with if you're in a bad mindset don't open it or if you are burnt out don't force yourself to make content just kind of like learning along the way because it takes trial and error and i think when we both started we didn't learn about these things until Mm -hmm. later so I don't know. I'm not perfect. I still like when I'm burnt out, I'm like, I'm going to make content. Like I have to get stuff out, but it's getting easier to get that balance with, you know, real life and making content. Absolutely. Okay. There's so many good questions that I want to get to. So let's just jump into them because I face me a long episode, but that's fine. Um, okay. I thought this one was really interesting. Do you feel like you can't be yourself all the time since you show certain aesthetic things online as a job? Um, I feel like Instagram is definitely a more aesthetic platform than TikTok, even though like yeah. some of that is on TikTok. I just I think TikTok is like a more casual platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm like I feel restricted in terms of like trying to make my life a certain way. I just don't think I show a hundred percent of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's because I want boundaries with how much I'm sharing online yeah so I would say I don't I don't even know the percentage of how much I show but it's like I um I'm gonna like have some privacy like around my relationship or like my family or people who are like 
haven't signed up for this. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'm changing my life. I'm just not showing a hundred percent of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I do say like, I, I love aesthetics and I try to make things look good, but I also like try to show when I'm having a bad day or like mm -hmm. not the best day. And like, I'm trying to get better at, um, showing more of that. But like I said, Instagram is a more aesthetic platform. So sometimes it's hard to do that. And sometimes it's, um, a reminder you need to show yourself. But I think what I like about the podcast and just like podcasts in general is it's easier to talk about those kind of struggles and problems um, on like a platform where, you know, it's it feels more intimate and mm -hmm. it feels like you can just explain yourself more than a story or a post. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just not showing 100 percent of my life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think there's definitely boundaries, not even intentionally that I set, but I think just like kind of came naturally to me and like it can really vary person to person. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm just someone who's kind of like you, just more private with like my personal relationships in life. And like I share a lot about my friendships with other people who are in the content, content creator videos, world because yeah. like they want to do it too and they're like fine with that. But like I'll post and I'm out for dinner with like my friends from med school, but like they didn't ask for cameras in their face and like tons of videos and photos of everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they didn't ask for that yeah. or like same with like my family or like with my boyfriend. Um, and it's not that it's wrong to share those things. It's just like whatever works for you. And I think it's just nice to have something that like the whole world's not to know yeah. everywhere I went for dinner at every time. Just, like they don't have to know every single thing I do on a Saturday night or like exactly what I eat for dinner every day. Um, kind of like off topic, but kind of related. Um, the other night was me and my boyfriend's three years since we matched on Hinge anniversary, which is like so silly, but we just celebrate it for fun. No, absolutely. And we just like literally made burrito bowls in my apartment and just like watched TV and played a card game. But we were saying how it's really nice because like as much as it's not a necessity, but things like your anniversary, even if you're not a content creator, you feel like you need to post on like your yeah. personal socials or like make – a big deal out of it and go for dinner and do this whole thing but when you have things that like don't have those expectations i'm like i don't even need to take a single photo yeah. of what we're doing tonight i don't need to share it with anybody yeah. and like that's really nice so i think if you're gonna dabble in the content world like make sure yes it's important to be vulnerable and like share those bad days but you also don't owe anyone anything yeah 100 percent. and like just like how you had um that night with your boyfriend last night like we had um some of our friends come over and we just like had a chill night of like getting Indian food for takeout and like playing video games and just like having a really chill night. And like, I didn't look at my phone for four hours and like, I could have taken a picture of all the food and doing everything, but a, they're not content creators. Like you were saying, and it just, it feels a bit weird to, to document everything, but also it's like, you need to get so lost in some moments and like real mm -hmm. life sometimes that you just forget about your phone. Yeah. And those moments are like, what's going to make your mental health well enough to then create content and do all the mm -hmm. other things you need to do. Yeah. And I think the other interesting thing you brought up is like, cause for both of us in like the wellness, mental health content space, like it's important to obviously share like your bad days and make things realistic. And something that's really important to me is not just like an ideal aesthetic lifestyle, yeah. but I think like two points that that make it like a bit more convoluted for me is like, and you kind of mentioned one, I think kind of both, but like the first one being that like, I like things looking aesthetic. Like mm -hmm. I started social media because I liked making my food pretty. Yeah, like that, like, that's what, like that's that. what, that's what it was. Yeah. Like I liked lining up my strawberries in a perfect line on my oatmeal and yeah. drizzling the honey in a perfect Does way. It take longer? Yes. Am I just going to get it in two seconds? Also, yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. But like that's genuinely like the reason I started is I like taking pictures of pretty food. Yeah. And like, that's just not something that's like going to change about a person. Like mm -hmm. if you have an eye for those kind of things or you enjoy those kind of things, 
you're going to want to post them or not even post them, but like even like the way I clean my apartment every day because I want to wake up and I want yeah. it to look like it's out of a magazine. Yeah, like I want to look no one lives here. And like that makes me happy. Yeah. You know, I but agree. I think it's like part of your personality. Yeah. And like, I think that's also why I don't love TikTok as much is because like, I don't really care for like, like it's sometimes when it's meaningful, I care for it when it's like meaningful, casual, organic content. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think that comes less often for me like there's times where I've just like pulled up the camera and like filmed really quickly or spoken to the camera really quickly and like I knew it was a helpful like valuable content piece of content that I was creating for TikTok but most times those quick ones aren't that thoughtful because they're not they're quick and they're in the moment and then when they do well I also kind of feel like kind of shitty about that because I was like why do millions of people care about like me taking down my new year's decorations (laughs) you know like why did that do well we're just not video that I spent so long kind of mm. thinking of not only like making it pretty but like the caption and the wording and things like that so I think like I'm still going to enjoy that aesthetic part of social media but I totally agree and like being more conscious of like not just sharing like that highlight reel yeah and I think like using different platforms for different things like maybe on the podcast talking about like whatever your bad days and like things you're struggling with and maybe on Instagram you are showing more aesthetic stuff because you genuinely enjoy that like I think that's okay Mm -hmm. because if you have a really engaged community they're gonna be like tuning in on all your platforms and really getting to know you in different ways yeah and I think the other thing is like once you open yourself up to a larger audience like you're gonna get criticism and like that's a whole other topic we can talk about but I think like when you get criticism over things like parts of your life that you're happy with and confident about it's so much easier to brush them off but like if you post like your really bad day or like your insecurity and then you get criticism like that sucks you know so i think that's another part of it like you also don't owe people anything and you don't have to like if you want to and you're at a point in this like more difficult part of your life or your insecurity where you're okay to talk about it that's great but you also don't have to yeah yeah nobody's like out here being like you you owe you know thousands of people this because at the end of the day you decide to start this page mm-hmm. and you have your reasons for sharing your content or not sharing your content um so yeah i think it also just like you have to just remember like content creators are humans and like yeah. not robots or like not have feelings i feel like i swear the most harshest comments can be like on reels when it just like hits Mm -hmm. the explore page and it just like hits people you would have never interacted with and they would have never found your page just on the wrong side of instagram side like i think today i saw a comment on one of my reels being like oh just a day another basic ig girls page and i was like okay yeah i am a basic ig girl like and what about it so i don't know it's just like yeah, you just like built thick skin. I feel like oh neither of us yes. get that much hate, but it's just like sometimes you'll see. Well, I feel like, like I get a good amount of hate <laughs> whenever I post anything about like being a woman in medicine yeah, in a bikini. I get that's tacked. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, infuriating. yeah, but like, and used to get to me so much more. And I yeah. think I've genuinely built such a thicker skin from social media. But like, I used to get so anxious about those comments. Like when I had a video go viral, and like, and I knew these were people with zero followers. Like I knew they were spam accounts, mm-hmm. and like. It's what, what parents tell you, like, oh, bullies are just sad in their own life. And, like, I know all that consciously, but I'm, like, but I don't want other people to think this of me. And, yeah. like, so nervous. And now I, like, genuinely don't care. And I think most of them are really funny because it's, like, <laughs> how did you get from A yeah. to B? Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Or, like, why do you care? Yeah. Um, but 
yeah that's a whole other journey you know there's this girl i follow and she's like she started pinning her hate comments because mm-hmm. she's like i just think they're funny <laughs> like she's like i'm just gonna pin them like let's just leave it here i saw oh my god like reformation they're like the clothing brand mm-hmm. did you see their recent like marketing no. they like have like a, a post that they've like uh boosted like it's going like it, they're paying for it to like go on people's pages like when you see the sponsored thing and it's just quotes of people's like hate reviews on oh their clothes <laughs> So funny. Okay, I need to. It's so chaotic, and like at one point you're like they're giving themselves bad attention. I'm like, but I'm reading it. Yeah. I'm listening. That's a yeah, key yeah. press. No so it's what, working. Like bad press is still press. No, absolutely. I get like half when, especially when it's like kind of like meaningless hate. People are just yeah. like, you you made a spelling mistake yeah. or like. Oh my gosh, that happened to me the other day. I made a spelling mistake and like. So many no, but I'm like, thank you, because yeah. now people are going to start commenting back and boosting your video. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> notice the, like, smallest random things, and that's when you're like, oh, none of this matters. Like, you're just, you made your content, and you had your point, and all the little details, like, who cares if people notice that? Yeah, and I think that, like, brings up another, like, boundary, at least for myself, which I've noticed, which, like, I think is one that I'm only, like, getting more, like, I guess, like, firm in for myself. Or, like, I think I was doing it, but I didn't really realize I was doing it. But I obviously think it's, like, as someone, like, in the medical field and just, like, as, like, a citizen of the world, I think it's important to talk about, like, current issues and events, et cetera. But, like, especially when it comes to things that are, like, heavily – what's we're looking for? Like, polarized in the media now with, like, current events and news and all that kind of stuff. Like, I obviously still share about things that – I might even make my stance very clear on those things. But, like, I think I used to try to feel like I needed to be an advocate for everything and, like, use my platform for that. But I think I realized two things. Like, one, I don't owe anything to the mass public and I don't need to get mass hate. Like, I I don't need Mm -hmm. to do that. But I think the other thing, too, is, like, it's also okay to be, like, I just want my account to be a safe space. And, like, I can make my stance clear, but it's so fine for people to have different opinions. And, like, just because you have a different opinion doesn't mean that you now need to feel attacked by my stories either. So it's just, like, a super niche example. But, like, it's so fine to set those boundaries. And, like, you don't need to fulfill anyone else's expectations of, like, what you should do. Yeah, and also sharing on social media is one way of, like, being like politically active but it's like it's so offline, many others offline work that matters the most and you just like don't know what else people are doing like attending a protest or like talking to people about it so or like reading educating themselves yeah. like like a, what I would it know, do if i just posted things to my stories story, but if that's all you're doing then that's it's almost that's worse like, yeah it's almost worse it's exactly. almost worse yeah. so yeah just something to think about like i don't know especially if you're not a content creator and like are not listening to this because you're interested in being one but just kind of want to know behind the scenes like I think those are just some of the things that like I wish people kind of recognize more because it's so easy to say like, oh, well, why aren't you like sharing more about X, Y, Z when like you don't use your social media publicly and like you haven't got like flooded mass hate people who like disagree. Yeah. So just like remember that people are humans and like don't don't bark at them and be like, Link, link, link pants. Say, hey, I love your pants. Do you mind spending the next 10 minutes finding the link online and sending it to me? Like. They're still human beings. No, for sure. For sure. There's a lot of like DMs and stuff that you always want to get to, but it's like, again, this is not our full-time job. Yeah. We have so many other things. Um, And then I think like the last like subtopic, I think a lot of people want to know about or not, I think I can see how many questions there are about it is just like the thought of making it a career or a part-time career and starting to monetize your social media. Mm-hmm. So I guess like the first question being like, how did you start doing that? Maybe like what was your first brand deal how did you find it and like how has that evolved since um yeah sure so i think 
my friend Brandy on might have been like two years ago or something. I don't even know when it was, like maybe a year and a half ago. I think at first I was just like very not informed about how the brand deal space works. I was like, oh my gosh, like am I am I gonna be a sellout if they pay me? Like I, I just had no yeah, knowledge absolutely. of like anything. Um and I have no friends who are content creators. Um so I was just like like kind of shocked that like people do this as a job. Mm-hmm. Um so I think my first brand deal was with this like granola company. They were like Montreal based, like very local, very cute. Um, I think it was like $300 or something. That's honestly good for your first one. Yeah. I think like, mine was 75. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is kind of fire. Like this is my groceries. <laughs> um, so I did that and I remember just like contemplating like, should I do it? Should I not? And I'm just like, okay, Arasta, you already love the granola. Like that is step one, you know? Um, so I think at first it's, I don't know, hard to maybe land your first one, but I think for me, what I would do is like, I'd always tag a company in my stories just to like, let them know that I love their products. And maybe Mm -hmm. if they have campaigns going on or whatever, they'd keep me in mind. Um, But it wasn't until my page grew a bit more where more brands either like approached me or like I was getting more um, just opportunities. And I think um, once different agencies kind of get you on like their list of content creators or influencers, they handle a lot of companies. And so if mm-hmm. there's opportunities with the companies they work with, they're going to have you on their list and, you know, maybe like talk to you, um, or talk to people on their list first before going to other people. Um, so then I think the turning point was when I signed with a management company and they approached me and I was just kind of like going back and forth between it, but being a full-time student, I found the emails and the like negotiation and the contracts like very overwhelming. And I also, I would like skim a contract and be like, I don't know, am I like selling my life right now? Like, I don't know, I'll sign it anyways. Like wasn't really well-versed in it. So it made sense for me. And I would say if you are looking for management or like thinking about it, like always do a trial period because you just wanna mm-hmm. know how it's gonna be. And usually a trial period's like, I don't know, I think like three months or something. Um, but that changed the game for me. I am so glad I don't have to deal with emails and all of that. And I have more bandwidth to focus on content. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that kind of covers all of it. I think 300 reviewers one is so good. First of all, I swear mine was like $75. No, but But, anything I was just like. (laughs) Oh, and I was like $75 for a photo. And I think, like, granted, it was a lot more low stakes back then. Yeah. Like, I think I just it took, there was no photos were so much yeah. faster than reels, first of all. Yeah. But also, I just, like, wasn't, like, now, especially when, like, you're getting paid more, I, like, get so hard on myself of, like, I need to make sure that this is, like, worth it for yeah. them. Like, I think that's my imposter syndrome. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. if they're going to pay me that amount of money, like, I better make the best flipping reel I've ever made. Yeah. Like, I can't just, like, go – pose with the bottle or like talk to the no. camera like I, and I think both of us are that way where it's like even if it's a brand deal like we don't like half-assing our content like we like making content yeah so when it comes with like a collab and like, I tell people to enjoy it yeah exactly like I don't want to make something that I don't know it's like, a commercial yeah exactly like I don't want it to be hashtag ad so I try like we both try to be creative and mm-hmm. I think that's a big part that comes with paid collabs is like really being creative and you know showing why you love a product or service or whatever it is but i think with monetizing a hobby Mm -hmm. it's like a slippery slope of then sometimes it feeling like a chore because maybe that day you don't feel like posting but you have to because you have an ad scheduled Mm -hmm. i love the siren right now it's perfect with the chaos 
I think like the other part you mentioned was really important as well because I think it's a kind of thing where there's like a huge barrier to entry with social media mm-hmm. and especially with doing I think like paid brand deals because it like feels like it takes forever to just get the first one and I think I didn't feel it that much because one it wasn't my goal with it and two it just like wasn't as big of a thing when we started so I wasn't like I need to get a paid it brand wasn't deal. My goal at all, I yeah. when I got the first one I was like, oh, are you kidding? I know. Are, what? <laughs> what? Like, I was just happy to get free granola and, like, free workout clothes. Like, getting paid was, like, so just not something I considered. But now it's, like, so valid if you're, like, look, I love being creative. I love connecting people. I would love to make social media my career. Like, Mm -hmm. there's also no shame in saying that and, like, admitting that you want to make your career. But I think, like, in the terms of the barrier to entry piece, like, once you get one, it kind of just, like, starts to, like, slowly snowball, right? And I think the biggest part of that is like the second thing you mentioned is like still create quality content and content that you're proud of when you're doing these because like it's not helpful to do one and then you do something that you're not really proud of or you just kind of like hold up the product to the camera and like follow a script because then other brands aren't going to see them be like, oh, we want to work with them too. But if you create like really great content for a brand, it's like building that portfolio for yourself. And then you can start working with more brands and then agencies like know your name and they know that you're not only like create good content, but you're reliable, you're quick to respond on email, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other piece is like, everyone starts with gifted. And like, if you love a product, you're gifted, create some sort of content. Like yeah. you don't owe them anything. Never sign a contract where someone's paying you quote unquote with a gifted product. No. Cause fun fact, it to be taxes on that. Yeah. Um, but if they gift it to you and you love it, like share about it, show them what you can create with it in an organic way. Mm-hmm. And like, there have totally been I like I several I can think of of products where I just shared about them and then a few weeks, a few months later, I got a brand deal with that company. So just always tag them. Yeah. Make sure they know that you posted. And I would say if like, I don't know, if a company's really adamant on being like, well, we'll send you product in exchange for a post, like A, like either say no or be like, Well, I can do organic posting and that way you're not bound to a contract mm-hmm. and you're like, I wanna share this in a way that feels authentic to me. And not to mention, they're just sometimes where I'm like, I just want to try a product and see if it yeah. works. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Skincare. I'm just like, I need to try it before agreeing yeah, to anything. Absolutely. And look, there's nothing wrong with if you want to sign a contract for a free product. Yeah, I'm just, sure I've done that like when I was first starting. Like, yeah. I mean, like also like just consider if you're going to pay taxes, you need to pay taxes on it. And yeah. two, like for some things like furniture or like bigger items, like yeah. I'll make content if it's going to save me like $500, yeah. $1,000, like sure. But just like something to think about, like if it's for like a $20 box of granola, like you don't need to spend three hours making that content and like know your own worth too, mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, But yeah, and then I think like the last thing you mentioned in terms of management, I feel like that, I don't know how many of you listening are like already in the content creator space. Maybe they are, but like, I totally agree. It was like something that I debated for so long. And I was like, how big of a difference can it really make? Cause I feel like I was like, okay at negotiating. I understood enough about the contracts, yeah. I guess. And like, I thought I was doing really well, which I was still like, I'm so grateful for like mm-hmm. the brand deals I was having kind of when I was just starting, but then they reached out to me and I was like, look, like maybe this could be good because I was starting like getting more into like my clerkship in med school. And I feel like it like took took a few months to like slowly yeah. get in the groove of things and like get used to it. But now it's like, I'm so glad I did that. And I definitely would not still be creating content at this point if I didn't get a manager. So yeah. like if you're also doing a part-time and you're already a creator, you have some income flowing, like definitely something to consider if you can find a good fit because 
it's just also nice to just like have someone like on your team you know mm, it's kind of like a lonely process yeah like you obviously have friends you can talk yeah, to and but, we do but mm-hmm. it's nice to just like if you get an annoying email back from a brand like it's nice to like message her and be like oh my god are you kidding yeah. and she's like i know and she's like don't worry like i got you and then it's also nice to have someone like speak for you in a sense like yeah and i think sometimes we undervalue ourselves exactly the rate i first had was was not it or they'd offer a low rate i'm like okay sure yeah no problem whatever you want yeah exactly i think sometimes i would get really excited about working with a certain brand that i would kind of just like lose that value you have for yourself or just like not ask for the real amount and like i think it's easier to have someone ask for you and like value you rather than be like i think i'm worth this much yeah it's just hard to say that and like also hard to say it over email it feels like a very cold process sometimes and like i will defer that to somebody else yeah well i'll wrap this up but we can always do another episode let's do just the last piece of advice for people it can be about content or just like anything else but what's something you want to leave the listeners with um so just like embrace uncertainty whether it's with content or life I feel like with um I don't know like social media it's always changing sometimes the algorithm's on your side sometimes it's not but also like you never know kind of what to expect with it and I would just say like embrace the uncertainty and have fun and I think that's a big piece we lose it's like have fun. Just have fun in life with your friends, like laugh a little, like be silly. I think just embracing that is so important. And if you're really debating on making a page, like just do it. This is me just and Noam both rooting for you. Like just you do can it. do it. Just do it. I agree. I think like anytime someone asks me like, so like, how do you balance it? How are you still like doing social media after all this time? And like my answer is because I like it because it's fun. Truly. And like, because I've still made it something that's fun for me. I yeah. haven't made it that serious. I haven't put that pressure on myself to like, make a certain income or have a certain following or like X, Y, Z. And like, I just genuinely enjoy creating content. So if I you don't if enjoy it, it'll burn out. Enjoy it anymore, we wouldn't be doing it. And I've seen so many people kind of do that. Like people who were on yeah. social media when I started and slowly just like stopped because it just like wasn't where their passion was. And that's totally you fine. Change your mind, yeah, you can sure. totally change your mind. But like, if you want longevity in it, you have to make it fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we like we've also done stuff where like, okay, let's make like a collaborative reel together. Like we're trying to find new ways to spice it up and make it fun. So um I think if you have that creative nature in you, like use it to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can people find more of you if they want to follow you, ask you any more questions, plug yourself out? So my Instagram is her.helpful. It's the same on TikTok. It's the same name for my podcast. Um, I also have an episode with Gnome that we're going to record after this one and one that we recorded before. So definitely check that out. Um, what else do I have? I think that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you brought in your perspective and I hope you have an amazing week. Um, Leave me a review if you want on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast on Instagram at You Are Not Too Busy Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Noam Raider and I'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.